And then you have Amanda LaRusso, who is mothering, wifing, and running an empire. Because her husband is running around, kicking and screaming in pajamas with a bunch of 17-year-olds. What's up, monsters? Welcome back to the Wake the Monster podcast. Today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite shows, very nostalgic for me, that just came out with season four. It's on Netflix. It used to be on YouTube. That's right. We're talking about Cobra Kai. So Cobra Kai season four just wrapped up. And I was looking around for some, you know, feedback. What did other people think about the episode, the season? What do people think about the fight scenes? It was the first time that Netflix produced the series. It was the first season that Netflix actually put out. Um, so I wanted to see what kind of changes existed and what people thought of them. Right now, so right off the bat, there's a lot more of drama and storyline compared to YouTube. YouTube was much more. YouTube had very basic storylines as far as the characters um, and a lot of fight fight scenes. And then this time they kind of went inverse. There were a lot less fight scenes and a lot more depth and story and background to the characters. But while I was looking around on there, I came across a page called Digital Spy. Digital Spy did a review. And in that review, the headline says, Cobra Kai has a major problem that needs to be fixed. Girls deserve more than just being plot devices. It was written by somebody named Tilly Pierce. Now, me personally, I look at that season four and I see girl power all over the place. I see strong women in leading roles. I see strong women leading entire dojos or dojangs, whatever you want to think about it, martial arts teams. I see women having the climactic, right? Spoiler alert, women have the climactic fight in the entire series. They, they, they finished the show with the biggest fight scene. So I was very confused when I read that article. And we're going to break it down. But first, I figured I would get somebody else's perspective, right? Because I'm a dude. I do dude things. I like fighting. I like violence. It's fun. It's cool when you're in controlled environments and it's something you should be good at, right? Um, but I understand that there's differences. So... I went out and got somebody from the other side of the aisle, went out and got a female and asked her to sit down for an interview and talk about season four. And that person is my eight-year-old daughter, Kenzie. So what comes next is the interview that I had with her. And then I'll come back on the other side and I'll talk about the article a little bit. Enjoy. All right, what's up, monsters? It's TJ from Wake the Monster podcast coming back to you so i was reading an article and i wanted to talk about it i want to talk about kind of the viewpoints of it um but i wanted to get the perspective of a different person right somebody not me somebody not a 35 year old dude so i found the perfect person everybody say hi to kenzie say hi kenzie Hi. All right. So, Kenzie, how old are you? Eight. You're eight. Okay. And then, how do you know me? You're my dad. Oh, oh, good. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, good. You check with mom? Yes. Okay, good. All right. So, Kenzie, did I tell you what we're going to talk about yet? No. Okay. Kenzie, what I want to talk about is Cobra Kai Season 4. 
You watched the whole thing, right? Okay. So, I have some questions about what you thought about the season, right? I'm going to ask you about some of the characters. I'm going to ask you about some of the stuff that they've that they deal with. All right? So you just tell me whatever you're thinking. All right? Tell me. Okay? Okay. So, first one. Who which character do you like more, Tori or Sam? Um, Sam. Sam? Okay. Why? I feel like she's kind of nicer. You think Sam is nicer than Tori? Yes. Okay. Do you think, like, Sam went through parts... You think Sam was, was doing things that were wrong and bad during the show, though? Yes. Like when? When she was mean to Tori. When she was mean to Tori? Like, what did she do to be mean to Tori? Um, she kept on interrupting, interrupting her when she was at the children's party. She did keep interrupting her when she was at the children's party, right? Mm -hmm. What was Tori doing at the children's party? She was one of the actors. She was one of the actresses, right? She was working, mm -hmm. right? So, why was Tori working at the... Do you remember why Tori had to work at the children's party? Yes. You, what happened before that, that Tori had to work at the children's party? Um, she got fired at her other job. Do, job. She did get fired. Why did she get fired? Because she lost her temper. Right, with who? Samantha's mom. With Sam's mom, yeah. So Sam's mom accidentally got her fired, right? Yes. Okay. Do you, so you remember the old seasons of Cobra Kai? Mm -hmm. Right? So why is it so important that Tori has a job? Like, why does she have to make money? Because, like, Sam doesn't have to make money, right? Sam doesn't work. Her daddy is Daniel. He owns all these auto dealerships. Sam gets to drive around a Mercedes all the time, right? So yeah. she doesn't have to have a job. She doesn't have to work, right? But Tori does, right? Mm -hmm. So why does Tori have to work? Because she's the only one who can in her family. Yeah, right? So Tori's mom is sick, right? And Tori has a brother that she has to take care of, right? So, do you think that is, like, really stressful for Tori? Yeah. Um, what about, like, so when we talk about, we were talking about a bad kid earlier, right? We don't, we're not going to use his name, right? But we yeah. were talking about a kid who was bad earlier, right? Yeah. And then, what was some of the things that we said about why he's bad sometimes? Because what goes on at home. Yeah, because some stuff that goes on at home, right? Mm -hmm. So, when you hear that, when you see somebody's bad, but you know that they have some weird stuff going on at home, maybe some not-so-nice stuff, do you think differently about the person? Yeah. What do you think? I think if things were better at home, they would have been better. Yeah, you think maybe like the stuff going on around them is causing them to be that way? Yes. Yeah. If you know a kid has some rough stuff going on at home, then you got to think about them a little bit a little bit differently, yes. right? You can't just assume that a person's bad, right? What about people that you don't know their home life? Should you just assume, oh, that's a bad person, I don't like them? No. No. But should you play with them and do all the bad stuff that they do? No. No, you got to kind of figure it out, right? Yes. You got to try and be a what? Leader. A leader, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so... What did you think about the fight scenes in Cobra Kai? 
really know. You don't really know? Did you have fun watching the girl fight scenes? Yeah, it was pretty cool. What, do you remember what fight scene was the last one of the show? Who were the two that fought last? Yeah, but um, I don't really know what you're talking about. The tournament or that? Yeah, the, yeah, the, like the last fight of the whole season, right? Oh, so yeah, they were at the tournament. It was Tori and Samantha, right? Tori and Samantha had the last fight of the show, yes. right? Did you ever see two girls end a show like that before? No. What do you think about that? How did it make you feel watching that? I think I liked it more than the other fights. <laughs> you liked it more than the other fights? Because none of them fought in the other one, so I liked it. What do you mean? Like, you, like if they fought in, if they fought, fought in the other fights, um, you would have kind of known what they would do. But if they, like, didn't fight in, um, like, if they did fight, if they didn't fight, you wouldn't know what they were doing. Like, it's kind of weird, because it would be like a surprise. Oh, you couldn't see some of their moves yes. in the other fights? But in the tournament, you could see all the moves? Yes. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I get it. What'd you like better, the girls' fights or the boy fights? The girls' fights. The girls' fights? Yeah. Why'd you like the girls' fights better? I don't know. You don't know? Um, which one could you picture yourself doing more? The fights that the girls had or the fights that the boys had? Which one do you think was more... Which one could you see yourself doing more? The girls' fights or the boy fights? I don't know, I couldn't see myself doing any of them. You couldn't see yourself doing any of them? But you did karate before, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What... What did you think... So what do you think about Tori as a person? Like... In real life? No, not not Peyton, not the actress. Tori... Like, if Tori was somebody that you saw in real life, what would you, what would you think of her? <clears throat> Knowing everything you know. Uh, I don't really know. Okay, let me give you choices. <clears throat> Would you think she was weak or strong? Strong. Strong? Would you think that she didn't care about anybody, or do you think that she cares about a lot of people? I think she cares about a lot of people. Who do you think she cares about in her the mom, show? Her mom, her brother, oh... Do you think she cares about the people that she's on a team with? Like two or three of them. Like two or three, but yeah. So at the end of the show, she was celebrating with them in the parking lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You think she cared about the people that were there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you think she's a good teammate? Yeah. I think so too. Do you think she's a leader? A little bit yes, and a little bit no. Okay. So why not? Is because why not? Is because she. Leaders really don't start fights with people when they just want to. That's a good to. point. Okay. And why I think she's a leader is because, um, I don't know. You think she's a leader because of her family? Yes. Yeah, because she has to, I mean, the only way for her mom and her brother to get food or anything is to, is for, uh, Tori to go out and work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Tori's out working and then still training and yeah. she's still just as good as Sam is, mm -hmm. right? So that's pretty cool. I like that. I think that's a good point. What about Sam? Do you think Sam is a leader? Yes. Okay. Why do you think Sam is a leader? Because even when she wasn't allowed to fight, but her friends wanted to, um, like in season three, 
she still wanted to protect her friends and teach them how to fight whether if she knew her parents were going to find out or not yeah so she had somebody telling her that she wasn't allowed to do something right mm -hmm. but she thought it was really important that she did do the thing mm -hmm. she thought that she was going to help people and keep people safe by doing what they told her not to do which was train martial arts right yes so she went and did it behind their, the grown-ups backs behind her parents back yes. right so that can sound like a bad thing right but really if you watch the whole show it was a good thing she was being a leader because she was taking care of the people that she felt like she was responsible for right yeah i like that that's a good point i like that um what was your favorite scene do you have like a favorite scene from the show no do you Wait, i do you do okay what is it when johnny um won a new car from dan from the Auto. it was a couple days when, when johnny got the new car from the Auto. and then he took it for a test drive and took um daniel to a bar and it was calling him like a scaredy cat because <laughs> he, he said a shirley temple for the lady <laughs> That's true, that was a good one. Okay, do you have anything else you want to say about the show? What do you want to say about the show? It's the best show in the world. It's what? It's the best show in the world. It's the best show in the world? Yes. I agree. Does it make you feel stronger? I don't know. You don't know? Does it make you happy or sad? Uh, some parts make me sad. The parts that are supposed to be sad? Yes. Like you feel bad for the people when they're sad? I feel bad for the people when they get arrested. <laughs> when they get arrested, that happens or when a they lot, get right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what parts of the show make you happy? Do you like it when the boys beat up the girls? I mean, no. You don't. Do you like it when the girls beat up the boys? That happens a lot in the show, doesn't it? Yeah. How does that, How does that make you feel? I just think it's funny. You just think it's funny? Yep. Why do you think it's funny? Because a lot. Because um, a lot of. Because in one of the seasons, one of the boys said, I don't want to, I don't want to have to hit a girl. But then in another season, the same, in the, the next two seconds, the girl, the girl, the girl has all the boys, like, passed out. <laughs> Does it make you feel like that's something that you could do one day? Yeah. Does it make you feel like you could stand up for yourself? Yeah, but I've always felt like that. You've always felt like that, right? But the show always gives you a little bit more? Mm, yeah, I guess. A little bit? Okay. All right, Kent. Yes. Thank you. Now let's finish cooking dinner. Okay. High five. We only have 13 seconds. <laughs> All right, so you just got done watching my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, uh, go through the show, go through her perspective, what she thought about the show, what she thought about the season. And I think you saw that as an eight-year-old girl, for a person, me personally, I'm always looking for roles in TV that are strong women, right? My, wa my wife is a strong woman, that kind of stuff. Like, that's always important for me to show my daughter. And I thought Cobra Kai did a great job of it. So we're going to read through this article a little bit. Uh, I'll post a link to it in the description so you can go read it yourself. But, you know, let, let's read a little bit, and then I'll, I'll bring up some points. So Tilly Pierce, she says, There have been four films, a remake, four seasons of a reboot series, but it's time to admit it, the Karate Kid franchise has a girl problem. The beloved collection of kick-ass karate champions and underdogs remains a staple of 80s nostalgia. From the moment Daniel LaRusso was taken under the wing of Mr. Miyagi, fans everywhere became devoted quicker than you can say wax on, wax off. I got nothing to disagree with there. It was one of my all-time favorites growing up. Now in its own underdog tale, Cobra Kai has proven 
able to stand on its own foot, cranking its way into becoming a trusted and enjoyable progression of the story. All right, here we go. Back in 1984, Karate Kid was unashamedly a boys club kind of movie. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The tale of finding your inner strength and overcoming obstacles was universal regardless. It made karate cool. It gave the bullied viewers aspirations of overcoming their tormentors. 37 years on, it's remained that way and it's time to do better. So right off to what she's gonna be getting into, because I read this article already, her primary complaint is that Hillary Swank is not in Cobra Kai so far. And she's going to get here in the next paragraph. She's going to be talking about Karate Kid number four. And she's going to say how people didn't really enjoy that movie. It wasn't given a chance and that kind of stuff. And she's really heavy on like Hillary Swank's not. Why isn't Hillary Swank showing up? Right. She kind of tries to make an argument that the women also aren't leading roles. Um, she talks about the moms. They're moms. They're doing mom stuff. One of them's running a business. One of them's trying to hold up a house by herself as a single parent. Like those are badass moms. Right? I feel like those are very strong women. They're filling their roles and they're crushing it. Right? One of them, I mean, Miguel's mom is out there holding up for the man and the woman in a relationship. Right? She's got to be father and mother to Miguel because there's no father in the picture for him. Right? And then Amanda LaRusso, Daniel's wife, has to run a car dealership empire because Daniel's just always at the dojo teaching a bunch of kids karate. So, like, how is that not, how are those not strong women characters? I don't know what you I don't know what you're looking for. So I feel like she's very heavy on this Hillary Swank thing. And I got a few points that I want to bring up about why it doesn't make sense for Hillary Swank to be in this show anyway. But we'll get there. Let's read on. There's no denying the fourth film, the gender swap, the next karate kid in 1994, ground the franchise to a halt. To date, it has gut wrenching score of seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes with people's viewer labeling the film a desperate attempt to keep the franchise alive and kicking using backhanded political correctness. Now, unpopular opinion, I really enjoyed Karate Kid number four. I thought it was a, a really good change to the story. I thought the struggling female high schooler struggling to cope with the loss of family members, coming up with Mr. Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi guides her, teaches her, learns how to deal with her emotions, and then also teaches her how to defend herself and deal with the, the people that are at the, the school, right? I think you remember in... Karate Kid 4, there was like this This dude was running this military-esque combatives semi-ROTC type program and then Hillary Swank essentially had to go and just beat down a bunch of dudes at the end of the movie. She she came up and she defended her boyfriend and saved him, right? So like total role reversal from what most action movies were in the 80s. I thought it was dope. Even as a kid watching that thing in 1994 or whenever it was that I saw it, I thought that that was a dope take on the Karate Kid. I liked it. Obviously, most people didn't, but that's what it, that's whatever. I like a lot of stupid movies. I think The Expendables was cool. First two. All right, she goes on to say, this was somewhat echoed by Entertainment Weekly, who commented in a passive-aggressive dismissal of the movie. There's something bitching about seeing a babe give a bully a good thwack. Not that girls will go see this or boys will care. Again, I liked it. I liked it then as a kid. 1994, I was eight, and I thought it was cool. All right, the next Karate Kid's only real achievement was giving Hillary Swank her first leading role as Julie Pierce, who Mr. Miyagi trains in order to curb her anger issues. Like I said, here we go, talking about Hillary Swank. 
but it seems the film has left the Karate Kid franchise in a bit of a war wound, and the once-bitten, twice-shy move, it reverted back to leaving women with one of three jobs, a love for interest, a damsel in distress, or a combination of the two. So the girls in Cobra Kai are love interests. That's true because of the fact that you need to have more than fighting to exist for a show to be good. Not to me, right? You just I mean, put on f fighting. That's that's great, right? Cobra Kai wouldn't work because if you really think about it, if you have a background in martial arts like I do, 25 years of training, the karate is not good in Cobra Kai. I'm sorry. Choreographers really need to figure that stuff out, right? Like I'm not a movie choreographer, but I've done plenty of choreography for demonstration teams throughout my lifetime, and they can do a lot better, right? And Daniel, sidebar, Daniel LaRusso, if you, if the only thing you're going to be out here doing is Cobra Kai, I love it, I love Danny, and that role, dude, get in shape and take martial arts classes. Like, what are we doing? You're just long and lanky and just uncoordinated. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Season one, he does this crescent kick to knock a bobo out of some other car dealer's hands and it was just the most nails on a chalkboard kick to watch because this guy's supposed to be this phenomenal martial arts guy in the valley in california and the kick was the ugliest thing i've ever seen i got i've got five-year-olds in classes that i teach that would just wipe the floor with that kind of kick like it's embarrassing and that goes through the series all four seasons there are some excellent martial artists in there. There are some excellent fight scenes in there. I love them. But there is also a lot of bad martial arts in Cobra Kai. I got a whole other video talking about this stuff that we're going to post next week. But let's just get that out there right now. Like, it's bad martial arts. More than 50% of it. All right. Where we are. So she's talking about Hillary Swank. But it seems that the film has left the Karate Kid franchise with a bit of a war wound. Okay, we talked about that. Daniel in distress with a combination of the two. This happened in Karate Kid with Johnny and Daniel over Allie Mills. Now, Allie Mills was in season three. Allie Mills was a big role in season three. She she came through and she was very involved in Daniel and Johnny really figuring out their way forward, right? Closure for Daniel. And then for Johnny, it ended up being closure too. Johnny really thought when Allie first came back into the series, it was, hey, this is my second chance with the love of my life. And then you get to the end of it, and it's like, you know what? We shouldn't have been together, but we're going to be really good friends. We're going to be friends moving forward. Now, here's the thing. like, Are you going to complain about Allie Mills in that situation? Because she was never a martial artist in the first place. She was a soccer player in the 80s version, the first movie, right? And then like, there was no combatives that she ever did. She didn't fight anybody. She didn't do anything. The worst she did was slap a dude. Uh, like, that's not fighting, right? So... To, to say that she doesn't have some major role yet, yeah, like, no duh. First of all, it's called Cobra Kai, right? Like, it's not even about Miyagi or anything. Like, it's about this whole thing is about Johnny's journey. That, like, the whole concept of bringing Cobra Kai back on was the fan theory that Daniel was actually the bad guy. That's, that's what this all started off of. It was the fan theory that Daniel was the bad guy. And Johnny was the actual one that, that that should have been the hero of the story. So that's why they came out with Cobra Kai and said, hey, we're going to focus on this aspect of it, too. That's why all of the bad guys that have been coming through are primarily guys from Johnny's side of the history, 
right? Crease. Now, Silver in season four, again, ton of spoilers in this one. Silver's back in season four. He's from Daniel's side, but that's still a Cobra Kai aspect, you know? And he ends up getting really aggressive with Johnny in the end. So, like, this story, this journey is Johnny's journey. There's a lot of sub-journeys along here, but in reality in Cobra Kai, this is Johnny's journey. That's what we're watching this show for. Let's read on. Uh, Karate Kid 2 had Kamiko. Kamiko was also in Season 3 of Cobra Kai, if you remember, and she played a big role in helping Daniel save his auto dealership. She was a heroine in that story. She played a very important role, and she saved his life. There was also another girl, the girl that he saved from the top of a tower back in Karate Kid 2. She helped save Daniel's automobile franchise. Like, these women are heroines. They're doing heroic stuff. They're saving people. They're just not fighting. So this girl wants to write this article about having a girl problem. Freaking re-watch the show. Pay attention. I read through this, and this girl didn't even... It doesn't look like she watched any episodes. It looks like she just read a synopsis from some other, like, feminist, I want to be angry all the time type stuff, and then just wrote an article about it. Sit down and watch a show. Pay attention. There's female heroes all over the place in this thing. Chosen to lure Daniel to him. So Chosen was in Karate Kid 2. He was the guy who almost killed Daniel. And he comes back in Season 3. And then I'm not going to spoil Season 4 for you. But he does have a little bit of an involvement. In Karate Kid 3 is Jessica Andrews, Robin Lively. Who has a will-they-won't-they relationship with Daniel until she's dragged into the karate feud. Right, but the next Karate Kid didn't fail because it was a girl in the lead role. It failed because it was forcing a female character into a boy's franchise in a way that felt unnatural. Where's LaRusso gone? Why is there no one we recognize apart from Miyagi? The emotional tie was cut, and so too was the franchise's lifespan. That is until Cobra Kai came along in 2018, she writes. Cobra Kai was brought from YouTube read by Netflix after two seasons. Works because of the heart of the movie remains strong and is just self-aware enough of its own ludicrousness. Ludicrousness? Okay. To get away with it. Rather than start from scratch, the show re-angled itself, taking on the point of view of Johnny Lawrence. Like I said earlier, this journey is about Johnny. All right? Yet everybody else, everybody else in the story is a supporting role, with the exception of maybe Daniel. Everybody else is a supporting role. The kids all have their own journey and all that kind of stuff, but everybody else is a supporting role. This is Johnny's journey. Johnny Lawrence, the original villain, who, as it turns out, has his own perspective on how the original film's plot played out. I thought it was funny in season one because when they actually, when Johnny goes and tells his story to Miguel, his side of the story about the, the feud between him and LaRusso, he uses the fan theory that was written, like word for word, essentially. They just took it off of Reddit or wherever it was posted and then boom, put it up there. Over the course of four seasons, it developed a unique style of storytelling that is faithful to the teachings of Miyagi himself. There are two sides to every story. There's always a yin to your yang. That's true. All right. Good and evil. Good Good exists because evil exists. You feel good because you know what bad is. Like yin and yang, om and yang, Korean style, it, it's all the same. Cobra Kai's plot has allowed the reintroduction of more old faces, giving old enemies a shot at redemption, old friends the goodbye they deserved, and all the valley tournament, the battle they craved. In the modern day, it also allows for more diversity. However, while former foes such as Chosen, who literally almost killed Daniel in a deathmatch fight back in Karate Kid 2, I said, are given a shot at being a good guy, sadly, even after four seasons, Swank's Julie Pierce is yet to be offered the same. So here we go again. Her whole argument about having a female issue is that Hillary Swank is not in the show. Did, let me know in the comments if you've watched 1, 2, 3, and 4. And then if you've watched Cobra Kai, like, did you watch The Karate Kid 1, 2, 3, and 4? Right? 1, Daniel fights Johnny. 2, 
Daniel goes to Okinawa and fights Chosen. Three, Daniel fights that ringer guy with Silver Brian him and bringing him in. And then four is the remake, the, 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 the rebranding of the franchise, and they try and go with the female lead, Hilary Swank. All right? Let me know in the comments if you read that. Let me know if you've watched Cobra Kai. Let me know if you agree with what she's been writing so far. My, my whole thing is that she thinks there's a female problem because Hillary Swank's not in the movie, and we're going to break that down in a minute. Once again, women have been relegated to the sidelines. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. Peyton List, who plays Tori, is just crushing everybody. Nobody can touch this girl in the fight. With the exception of Miguel, Hawk, and Sam, and Robbie, nobody can touch this girl. She'd probably take out Daniel and Johnny at this point. All right? And her backstory, especially in season four, gets real deep, gets real wild, and it's really exciting to watch somebody deal with the things she's dealing with and still be successful. There is not a female problem in this series. Females are excelling. Females are strong. Females are showing people like my eight-year-old daughter that women can win and be successful too. I don't understand where this girl's going with this stuff. As it stands, the new generation of Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do dojos have a grand total of one major female character each. Okay, also, this is where I know she did not watch the season, okay? Spoiler alert again, there's a third dojo, there's more than just one dojo now, all right? There's more than two dojos, right? So you have Miyagi-Do, you have Cobra Kai, and you also have Eagle Fang, right? And then you have all the other dojos that are in the valley, but whatever. But Eagle Fang spends like two episodes trying to find a female to join the team. And they ended up finding one, and she's a badass too. So now you got one major female who was one of the best fighters, male or female, in each of their respective gyms. Like, what's going? where is the female problem here? I don't understand where the female problem is. You just want to write an article to bash something because you're upset about something else. I don't, I don't even understand where we're going with this, okay? There's not a female problem in Cobra Kai. Females are kicking ass, females are taking names, and females are leading many of the fight scenes, especially in season four. If a girl wants to write this article after season four, there's no credibility into this thing. She's still living on just, oh, well, Hillary Swank's not in it, so that means that the women don't get what they want. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Sam, Tori, and the new girl from, from Eagle Fang are whooping ass in this series, especially in season four. This is terrible timing for this article. Absolutely terrible. This is the worst season that this article could have been written after. Back to it. As it stands, the new generation of Cobra Kai and Miyagi-Do dojos have a grand total of one major female character in each. I've already told you that's a lie. Tori, Sam, Eagle Fang has another one too. Right. Their initial introductions seem promising, perhaps a little complicated. Tales of who they're assumed to be by their peers over who they want to be. Yeah, they both have backstories, right? Sam's coming from a rich family. Tori's coming from a broken family. And they're both leading their dojos. Right? Spoiler alert again. First, right off the bat, i got to put spoiler in the title for this. I've I, I, I got to make sure I do that because I'm looking at this and I'm just like, i got to tell you about the season. right? Sam and Tori fight at the All-Valley Tournament. They're the last fight. Like, this isn't like, oh, they fight, okay, cool, now move out of the way, let the boys fight. No, they did it inverse. The girls closed the show. This whole season is about Tori and Sam going through their stuff and being enemies and just not spending the time to communicate and figure out that there's more to it, right? Sam gets mad because at some point the LaRusso family starts helping Tori because Tori's trying to go back to school so that she can take care of her brother because her mom's about to pass away. And she's still working 
try and go back to school and leading a dojo of men and women, boys and girls, because they're in high school, right? But men and women to an all Valley championship, female power, female lead. This article is BS. Back to the article, but by four seasons, their arcs have become stale with their only main conflict now being with each other or the romantic entanglement with two lead boys, Robbie and Miguel. All right, so look, this is not a gender thing in this scenario. Here's what you need to understand. This is also probably a person who hasn't gotten into many fights in their life. As a martial artist, those of you, let me know if you agree with me or not in the comments. If you have two martial artists who are equally skilled who is going to come out on top if they fight? They have all the same skills. What is that one determining factor that's going to change? Size. You have two fighters of equal skill. The bigger fighter will win. Because of the fact that the skill level doesn't change, right? The skill level is equal. That means the person with the weight is going to have the power. It's going to have the size, reach advantage, something along those lines. They're going to have the physical presence advantage in that situation. All right. The same thing applies when we think about these fight scenes. If you have Tori and Sam, if you watch in the fight scenes, they whoop on all of the little minions that are in the dojos, right? All the people who are not Miguel and Eagle Fang, all the people who are not Robbie and, uh, and Miyagi-Do or Cobra Kai or whatever Jimmy's in at that point, right? They whoop on everybody else except for those guys. Why is that? Because those girls have an equal talent level to those boys. So at that point, what's going to happen? The bigger people are going to win out. That's going to be the dudes, right? Guys are generally bigger than women. Guys are generally bigger than girls. So if you put me and somebody else that's a female and we have an equal skill set, the chance that I win is going to be much higher because of the fact that I'm most likely going to be larger than that person. It, like that's just fighting it's the same thing if you put me in with dudes if you put me in with a dude and we have equal skill level but he has 20 pounds on me he is most likely going to win because of the fact that the skill cancels out he has the advantage after that so that doesn't just be a female thing that is a size thing that is a size and skill comparison the cost benefit analysis of that Skill equal, size wins. Skill not equal, that's different, right? If a big person just has crappy skill and the girl has phenomenal skill, you see this in jujitsu all the time, right? You see the big bodybuilder come in in jujitsu and he says, oh, you know, I'm just, I, I bench 500 pounds and I squat 600 pounds and I just, I'm going to come in and I'm just going to sit on people and choke people out. And you got this little 80 pound black belt girl just rolling around the ring, choking this dude until he's unconscious. Yeah. That works because her skill is so far superior to his in that thing, right? If their skills were even, he crushes her. He crushes her. There's nothing you can say about that. That's just, that. that's what it is. That's what fighting is. So there's no girl problem in Cobra Kai because the girls crush everybody that is equal or below, or that is below them in a skill level. And they do not fight the people who are equal in skill level to them except for them except for Tori and Sam, because of the fact that equal skill level size wins. It, it, that's that's common knowledge for anybody who fights, right? I I don't know I don't know what this person does not know martial arts. This person did not watch this season of Cobra Kai, and she has no clue how to review a TV series. 
there is no female problem. There is female strength in Cobra Kai. And I love it because it empowers my eight-year-old daughter to think that she can do some wild shit too. What are we doing here? All right? Don't turn females away from this stuff because this stuff is strong for them. Stuff is empowering for them. You're going to write that they have a girl problem and then some girl's going to read this on Digital Spy, whatever they're about. I don't know. Right? But this is where I saw the article. Some girl's going to read this and be like, oh, I'm not even going to watch a show. And now she loses the opportunity to be inspired by all these actual strong women because you want to push a point. All right, Tori's trouble backstory is there, but it's been stretched out for three seasons and only seems to be mentioned when she has done or is about to do something potentially irredeemable. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't, that, yes, when somebody's about to do something stupid, they flash back so that you don't just think they're bad people. You say, oh man, I feel bad that you're stuck in this circle that you can't break yourself out of. If you didn't tell about her backstory when she did something stupid, she would just be the evil person. Are you okay with that? Do you want Tori to be the evil person in the series? Do you want her to be the bad guy that nobody likes at all? Then you have a girl problem, right? Because now you're going to write a bunch of articles about people hating the female because of the fact that she's, you know, a, a bitch or anything else like that because they didn't write the story correctly. So yeah, if she does something dumb or if she does something that's evil, yeah, you got to hook that with her backstory. They do the same thing with Robbie. Robbie's got a terrible backstory because Johnny's his dad. So every time Robbie does something dumb, they go back and they tie it to something that's from his past. This is just story writing. I'm not even in Hollywood. I don't know anything about Hollywood other than that, that they're all perverts. And I know that this is just story writing. She says the girl has threatened to flat out murder Samantha over the course of the show. Yes, and that's why they fight. And Sam has been able to defend herself three times in that situation. And then in season four, they actually get to fight even and sam ends up losing the fourth time sounds like self-defense sounds like strong women uh, where are we going here she threatened a flat-out murderer over the course of the show and brought spike knuckles dusters to the school brawl yet we're actually no closer to finding out that much about her history than when we first heard about it other than the story sense a crease feeling some sympathy and protecting his torture are you sure are you sure you didn't find out anything more about her history in season four you didn't learn anything more about her past yeah, you don't see her mom. You don't see her brother in the show. But does she have any family show up? Sure does. She has an aunt show up, and the aunt puts her on the spot, and the aunt starts berating her and starts abusing her verbally. Starts telling her that, hey, I know how to play the system, so as soon as your mom dies, I'm going to get all that money, and you're going to be kicked out on the street. You sure you didn't get any more backstory about Tori this year? See, you didn't watch this. You didn't watch this. You don't, even, you don't have no clue what you're talking about with this. Yeah, and why, why shouldn't Kreese feel protective about it? That's his student. Right? Like martial arts instructors are passionate about their students succeeding. If they're not, they're a terrible martial arts instructor. Right? And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of terrible martial arts instructors in the world. A credible martial arts school is a very difficult thing to find. Very, very difficult thing to find. There's a school in every corner. Most of them suck. But the instructors that care are going to be the ones who do things like Kreese did in Season 4, taking care of his, his student. Also, Kreese has a storyline turn in this, too. All right, You start seeing a little bit more of his backstory in this, too. You start seeing a little bit more of why he does the things he does. All right. In turn, Samantha lived off her father's Daniel's shadow as a karate champion, and after finding herself dragged back into the world, becoming more headstrong for it, 
but this has somehow morphed into a character who believes she can do no wrong and like Tori rightly points out doesn't understand the word no yes Sam is a rich spoiled girl from the valley and she has to learn how to deal with these consequences she has to learn how to operate in a society that's very common that might sound like who you are all right because by what I read you have no clue what society is even like you're just making stuff up in your perfect little bubble all right girls are strong in this show and I love it I'm here for it with the exception of mom roles Carmen and Amanda who is Miguel and Sam's mom who are there to provide exposition quippy comment and how ridiculous karate battles are respectively most moms would be like that okay that's pretty much it others have been cut out Samantha's gal pals practically don't exist anymore now that's true now this one I don't totally know the facts about okay but actress Nicole Brown who plays Aisha in the show she came back in this season but it was only for a short conversation and the conversation that she had didn't actually turn out doing what she wanted it to do it actually hurt Sam's kind of thought process instead of help it right but she writes actress Nicole Brown who played a fan favorite Aisha had take to Instagram to confirm she's been dropped from the show seemingly without explanation between the second and third seasons the outcry this caused no doubt played a hand in her season four cameo which explained her parents had decided to move them away following a school fight that left one kid in the hospital with a broken back to be fair that's a real to be fair that's a great real life parenting decision but a flimsy excuse in the world of Cobra Kai I don't think it's a flimsy excuse in the world of Cobra Kai because Aisha's parents were never involved very heavily in this their whole concept here was that they wanted Aisha to gain some self-confidence and that's why they were doing it right when you talk about in season one Aisha goes to Cobra Kai and she really starts being able to find herself and being able to express herself defend herself protect herself and speak up for herself when beforehand she was a, just a shriveled up shell hiding just hey people are going to make fun of me and I'm just going to sit there with my head down and take it right but by the end of season one she's cracking people who are out there messing with her because a little bit of self-regulation is a good thing all right so we have an article here from tv showcase written last december 2020 december all right the actor announced on the news that she was back in september officially not in season three of cobra kai unfortunate but thank you for the opportunity and the time i had on the show some fans speaking out okay uh herway said we love aisha so the director said we love Aisha and we love Nicole Brown certain characters we love in season one didn't appear at all in season two like Kyler Yasmin and Louie that's true before the season we told Nicole that the same thing we told those actors that just because a character doesn't appear for a period of time doesn't mean that we've left they've left the universe that they can't return again we love that character and perhaps we'll see her again one day all right so yeah she was written out of the show for season three and season four but if you think about Aisha Aisha I mean right off the bat in season one they just they they made her lose in like the quarterfinals or, so, or something of the tournament right so she wasn't going to be one of those people that were going to be able to kind of carry any major storyline in there she was always going to be a plot piece as Sam's friend and then they were going to have the conflict between the two of them because of the fact that they were in opposing gyms so like of anything that I agree with in this article it's that it's like having Aisha in the show would probably be pretty cool um because when she does get mad in the show like she plays that really well Nicole Brown plays that aspect of like oh you want some of this kind of thing like that that, that was a cool aspect of that but at the same time like you see uh, you see the character and like she's she's I mean she's an overweight character right and 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 overweight people can still be athletic right like I've seen people that are like almost 300 pounds do crazy 
gymnastics tricks in the air and it, it's it's amazing but that's the exception not the rule right so can Aisha be somebody who could carry major fight scenes no so it's not believable so what's going to happen there is that she's always going to end up being a plot piece for somebody else in the show and with that being the case like all right that means that she's not going to be in every episode she doesn't have a major line in there you know that, that, that sucks, but that's what it is. Somehow Cobra Kai, instead of finally giving girls the platform of the Miyagi-verse they deserve and one boys will actually pay attention to, has fallen back to their old format. It's a shame to see Tori and Samantha being led down the same path when they were, weren't were initially set up to. It's 2022, time for girls to fight their own battles and be more than a subplot. All right, so she starts the whole article talking about Hillary Swank and how Hillary Swank not being in the show is the reason that they have a girl problem. Then she ends trying to rationalize that Sam and Tori don't have good stories, aren't strong women in the show, and that's why they have a girl problem. So first of all, make your point and stick to your point, okay? You're making two points and they're both stupid. Hillary Swank not in the show. Let's talk about why Hillary Swank is not in the show, okay? What major movies have you seen Daniel LaRusso in? Right, Ralph Macchio. What about the guy who plays Johnny? Right? What major movies have you seen him in? I think he was in like an episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother, right? But not much. What about Hilary Swank? So Daniel and Johnny, the actors who play Daniel and Johnny, they're not A-list celebrities, right? They are not big budget, big contract demanding people. Okay. Cobra Kai was a lifesaver for these guys. They were, they were gone. They were over. They were, you didn't see them in anything. Maybe a couple of actors, small acting roles here and there, playing their characters in some humorous way and doing some commercials. What about Hilary Swank? Hilary Swank is an A-list actress. She is one of the most successful actresses in Hollywood, right? I don't know her whole career. I don't know her, her videography, but when I hear Hilary Swank, I think of a very successful actress. Which means that the contract that it would require to bring Hilly Swank into the universe of Cobra Kai is going to be exponentially large. So let's use some logic here. If you're running a business and you have a show that's being successful and then somebody comes in that wants to be part of the show, but they're going to blow your budget out to the point where you need to take away from other aspects that have made your show successful, that's not an ROI, a return on investment that you're going to make. It doesn't make any sense to do that. So... Where having Hillary Swank in there, I think there is an avenue to that happening, especially with the way season four ended. Spoiler alert, we're going to go through it. Chosen comes back at the end of season four. Chosen is a Miyagi-Do student from Japan, right? He taught Daniel in season three. He fought Daniel in the 80s in, in, a, in a Karate Kid 2, okay? So with the fact that Daniel is going to open Miyagi-Do schools to compete against Cobra Kai, he is not working with Johnny as far as season five is concerned because Johnny has his own journey that he has to go on side by side with Miguel. So Daniel is going to be operating Miyagi-Dos. He has asked Chosen to come and help him do this. Chosen is the offensive side of Miyagi-Do. Daniel is the defensive side of Miyagi-Do. So with the fact that Miyagi-Dos are opening, I could see the storyline bringing Hillary Swank in in season five because she lives in the area and she heard Miyagi-Dos are opening and Mr. Miyagi was such an impactful person in her life that she wants to enter it herself. She wants to push her way into it 
and then become a member of, of Miyagi-Do, right? So I can see that storyline happening eventually. But again, Hillary Swank is not B, C, or D list. Hillary Swank is an A-list celebrity. She probably has many roles that she is dealing with annually. She probably does not have the time to be able to step back for the dollar amount that Cobra Kai would be able to give her to go and then do a season of Cobra Kai. Also, if you bring Hillary Swank in, she has to be a permanent member. She has to be in season six, seven, or however many more they're going to do after this. So now you're asking her to give up projects for multiple years to come back and do this one thing that is not going to be paying her as much. Right? And like, sure, maybe they do pay her, but then you're going to lose quality somewhere else. All right? So right off the bat, the reason Hilary Swank is not in here is because she is A-list and the actors in the show are not A-list. All right? She doesn't have a connection to Daniel. She has a connection to Miyagi, which is why I'm saying if you start seeing Miyagi-Do banners and billboards all over the valley, now I can see Hilary Swank coming in there and saying, hey, I saw the sign. I got excited. I want to be part of this. But right now, it's nothing. It's just it's Daniel in the back of Mr. Miyagi's old house teaching karate classes. How is Hilary Swank going to hear about that? How, like, how is her character going to say, see that and go, oh, cool, I'm going to get involved? I miss Mr. Miyagi. I want to meet his other students. Right? Like That can't happen right now. That storyline has not existed for the first four seasons. Cobra Kai does not have a girl problem. Does not have a girl problem. They have a girl power. I, I, I don't know how more clearly I can say this. Cobra Kai is about female empowerment. And I think that's a good thing. I want that to be clear. I think that's a good thing. So that's where I'm going to wrap it up. Ranted, raved. You got to see my eight-year-old daughter talk about martial arts, talk about what she thought about the show. Obviously, she enjoyed it. Summarize. The girl wrote this article on Digital Spy. Tilly Pierce. Not a girl problem. It's a money problem for Hilary Swank. And the girls that are in the show have major positive female empowerment, strong roles to include the mothers who you said are just some set pieces. They are both females who are doing some of the strongest things that women do in the society. Mothering, which is the number one thing, and then you have one mom, Miguel's, Carmen, is being a father and a mother and working full-time and taking care of her older mother, right? So she's an Oreo in there because she has to deal with the younger and the older generation, and she has to care for both of them. And then you have Amanda LaRusso, who is mothering, wifing, and running an empire because her husband is running around kicking and screaming in pajamas with a bunch of 17-year-olds. How is that not powerful? Please, if you if if you watching this, if you see this and you say, I know where the female problem is, let me know in the comments, all right? I appreciate you stopping by. Keep being a monster. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let me know. There is no way you can watch season four, or you can watch any season of Cobra Kai and say, man, the women are just pointless in this show.
All right. I don't see it. I don't think you're going to be able to see it either. Peace.